Welcome to another episode of Breaking Into Cybersecurity. Today, um, Friday, 1 p.m., we go live every Friday at 1 p.m. If you're joining us live on LinkedIn, make sure you follow myself as well as our guest today, uh, Jose. And if you're following us on YouTube, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the notification button. That way you see us next time. And for those of you following us on podcast, because we're on all the major podcast platforms, share with your friends, families, no matter where in the world they are. Um, today we have Jose. Uh, he's one of our few international uh, guests that we have. We hope to have more. So if you're here, if you're listening to us from another country, we'd love to hear your perspective, see how things are. Uh, we've had lots of folks from the U.S. and Canada but um, want to appeal more to our international base, see how things are going out there as well. So, uh, Jose, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, hello, everyone. Um, thank you very much, Chris, for the invitation, for letting me be here. Um, okay, I'm going to share, uh, you know, in a, in a brief, uh, my background, my experience, and then I always started to move into this uh, the cybersecurity field. Uh, okay. Um, Back in 2009, 2010, when I was uh, working as a sysadmin, DBA in infrastructure, I I kind of like, I already got this uh, security mindset. So I always like to not just install the you know the databases, Oracle, uh, the server services, and and leave it into default config. I, I I like to you know to customize and make it uh, more secure. So I I got this mindset, security mindset, uh, you know uh, you know way back, like 12 years ago, and then um, 2014. Uh, from 2014 to 2020, I was a digital forensic investigator. Uh, I was certified by my country uh, judiciary system. So this was this was a freelancing work uh, case base uh, where I had to do the job, uh, submit the report to the legal authorities, and then uh, expose, defend my report in you know in a in a hearing if needed, if required. So I got this experience. So kind of like more on the other side, the defensive side, you know, uh, forensics, uh, you know, server hardening and firewalls and, and, and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I, I followed some courses and I wasn't that part. But the real interest in cybersecurity, uh, it just suddenly sparkled in 2015. But, you know, and, and at that time, I was working in the academic field. I was a full-time professor. And my intention was to pursue an academic career, but my area of research uh, of interest, it was um, cybersecurity. I applied for, uh, to six universities in the US. I once admitted in any, I didn't get my contract renewed. And then in 2016, I got married. So I you know, was on hold for a year, you know, settling up my marriage. And then in 2017, I, you know, I made my, my next attempt, you know, going to, um, you know, to apply for PhD, but that, in that case was Europe, uh, looking forward to go back to, you know, in the academic, because in, in after I didn't get my country renewed, I uh, started working as a software engineer in the same university. And um, so what I was doing was um, follow courses, um, I got a certification uh, with a company from uh, Colombia. 
Uh, I was studying, getting familiar. So it was like studying. So in 2017, early 2018, uh, you know, I kind of like lost my hope in, you know, in, in the academic field. And I stay, uh, you know, a software engineer and uh, I was looking, you know, to rather work on the professional side. And I was like, just like that, you know, starting getting uh, familiar, getting to know more to feel. So I wasn't like doing anything specific. In 2019, I start, started doing uh, volunteering work with an online platform named Cybery. I was doing volunteering uh, work, especially as teaching assistant. Uh, I also I also have a, a cyber fraud course with a European company. And then I was applying to different um, jobs, uh, looking for freelance work and in at work, uh, gigs or whatever it may, it may come. And then uh, I got an opportunity because I, I started to work with a Pentest as a service company named Cobalt. And I've been working with them since then. And um, this is a Pentesting uh, work, you know, working in different engagement, different worlds. And this has been my main, uh, you know, work that I've been doing. And it was done along with my software engineer job in the local university. And then at last December, I decided to quit my job. So I'm like full-time freelancer, no more an employee. I, the pandemic made me realize that I really want to be a freelancer and be working with, uh, you know, from, from home. Uh, also, uh, 2020, I uh, I studied for the OSCP certification. Um, I made the exam attend. I didn't I didn't pass, and I decided to move forward with other certifications. Right now, I'm preparing for the DCM Security Practical Network Penetration Tester certification, and I've been doing some other um, you know pen testing project with other companies, consultancies, and and like that, and. Um, it's not that I, I don't think that I have really uh, I, like just broke into the cybersecurity field. I think I'm, I'm still breaking and, you know, and, and getting, you know, to get more experience. But this is in a brief what I've been doing. And, um, and what I want to point out is that in my case, it all came as this like consultancy, freelance, because, you know, where I live in my country, my city, it's you don't have many chances to get a, a job in cybersecurity. And getting a, a job, you know, to go and work in uh, other countries, Europe, and especially the US, is not easy because of some legal considerations and some visa cap that it makes uh, really difficult. Uh, I wish that would change, but that that is not only up to the company, but also some government-related uh, issues. So this yep. is in a, what I've been doing and, and how I started working in this uh, great field that is cybersecurity. Okay, okay. Um, it looks like we're having some technical difficulties on the LinkedIn side, but what I will do is I will share the link for them over to YouTube. Um, but in the meantime, so let's kind of take a step back. Let's look at um, what you were doing you mentioned you started out your career as a software developer and you were kind of working your way up. Which aspect of software development did did you focus on? Well, it was basically uh, in the development of, uh, of uh, long um, intranet uh, 
level applications. So it wasn't okay. just web app. So it was intranet applications, so applications that was only accessible within the organization. And that kind of like didn't didn't uh, went on favor me because when I, you know, sometimes when I applied to jobs, they were, uh, I was asked, okay, do you have a portfolio? Uh, well, I don't because I, I, I had developed intranet application. So, uh, so that, but it was my main focus in, 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 in software development. Um, I started with uh, with the Oracle, Oracle Application Server, PLSQL, Oracle Forms and Reports. That's what I started. I also worked with uh, with PHP, you know, uh, SAMP, RAMP. Um, I, you know, where I live, you know, years ago, it wasn't like too specialized the jobs. So you were just the IT guy, and uh, and yeah. for example, in a couple of jobs that I had. In the morning, I was, uh, you know, programming functions, procedures, triggers, and then in the afternoon, I was up the hill, you know, fixing a one and a one antenna, one router, and, you know, you know, going up, you know, the ladders. So, so my background was, uh, yeah, it was both like software development and and and, and this, uh, me. It helped me to get, you know, experience in all the the you know the areas. Maybe not too deep in maybe in some of them, but that's how. It started then I uh, then I moved to learn uh, Java one of the modules that I, I teach I taught sorry when I was a professor was uh, was the Java core you know uh, object-oriented programming uh, then I started uh, as a pen tester uh, I got to learn more of uh, Python I, I liked uh, I like to learn Ruby and uh, wow JavaScript that is uh, I was part of the application so uh, a little bit of C sharp, uh, bash scripting, of course. So this is more or less like what I I, I worked with, uh, you know, in the software development and, and also with CMS, uh, WordPress, uh, you know, frameworks such as uh, Django, uh, you know, Code Igniter and Laravel. No, the, the reason that I, I, I kind of asked that is so that for individuals that might be coming from that software background, when you're working to create the software you know how it's supposed to function yes. so now when you're on the other side when you're pen testing you yes. you know how to break the function um <laughs> yes yes yeah that that that's that's true because uh, as a software development you you get to know the code very well and it's, and if it's uh if there's you know with the code if if the software is uh, is developed with a framework you know the frameworks have a specific version, so, so as a pen tester, it helps you to to know how it works, and it, it helps you you know more to find vulnerabilities. And if they you know if they don't have, so you you know okay, I'm gonna find anything here, and I'll move other to other other part. So yes, the software development is uh, is really important, and uh, well that that will be one of my suggestions to. Everybody in looking to break into cybersecurity, or not just the cyber, but also IT. Remember, well, cyber yeah. is part of uh, IT. Uh, well, th there's the part that um, there are many uh, people where I had I have friends that they don't like coding and they like to be more uh, in the in the cyber part. They like networking, so it, it all depends on what you like, but. I like coding and uh, and yeah, I would suggest you know to to get some uh, practice in, in in coding. You can just start a framework, create sample applications, uh, you know, get that 
GitHub to you know to have some uh, some movement, you know. So that's uh, yeah, that's one ad an advice that I, I will give. I like coding. Yeah, and you you mentioned earlier in your career you worked on uh, network infrastructure type applications. So that means you you understand how things should be functioning at an underlying level. So now when you're looking um, from a pen test point of view, now you have a better visibility as to what should be happening and when it's not happening, how you can attack it. Yes, yes, it helps. It's not easy though, because uh, if uh, if the configuration of our services are secure, it's uh, way, way difficult to to break it and, and, and find something. And, and pen testing in real life is not like doing a CTF or or just, uh, you know, trying to hack a, 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 a box, because in, in real life, you won't find that easy, those those uh, vulnerabilities. Uh, although, you know, uh, doing CTFs and, and boxes, it's, uh, it's, really, it's really important, it's really good. That's another advice, because it helps you to learn about how vulnerabilities are, how they work. So it, it's, um, it's like, you need to okay you need to see both sides you know like one what is real life and and when training but yes those are good and yes uh well uh, to anybody who who wants to get into the cybersecurity and pen testing yes those are great uh and there are tons of good resources to to practice uh, ctfs and, and and boxes and yes as you said uh getting to know the servers configuration you know the uh, the operative system. Um, I love the command line interface, so it it, it helps, uh, and it, and it's good to to know that. And and you you mentioned you also did uh, digital forensics. Let, let's yes. talk about how important, even as a pen tester, forensics is because now you can look at the logs of the systems, figure out what the versions of the systems are, clean up. Uh, your activity, hide that from um, the blue team by by deleting those or uh, hiding your tracks. Um, so talk about how your forensic skills translates to uh, your role as a pen tester as well. Yes, well, digital forensics, well, we, uh, well you must know, is that uh, the digital forensic investigator is involved when something already happened, an attack already happened, and yes, as you said, you need to go and see the logs and um, to see what happens, uh, where the attacker went through, where, what the attacker did. Well, if the attacker covered uh, traces, it makes way more difficult to detect. So the digital forensics, yes, this is another useful part that helps you to know what, what happens on the other side when something already happened. Uh, you know, as a forensic investigator, uh, my job, well, it wasn't always like something cool, like, you know, uh, checking uh, an incident. Sometimes, you know, I got cases in where I had to do that, especially with former employees that they, they, uh, they abused the privileges and they did, you know, some uh, unauthorized actions, for example, transfer money, or, or you know, deviate, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, like the movement of, uh, you know, of uh, assets, physical assets, for example, computers, uh, wheels. Uh, I just am giving a couple examples. 
and then they 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 hit that and they just you know on the other side they you know sold the the, the product and they took the money so as a forensic you investigate that when you got these interesting cases some other cases are way more basic and then you only have uh, to screenshot a facebook chat and sent the report to a legal authority. I was like, yeah, this happened. This guy was harassing this other person. Uh, he was uh, insulting or something like that. So sometimes, uh, you know, this job um, not always involved like a true forensic job sometimes, but something very simple. So it differs as the pen testing uh, project. Sometimes you, you face uh, an application, you know, with a small scope, some... Or uh, occasions you face a way bigger scope, you know, networking or or, or uh, web apps, and um, so all these um, areas helps you, gives you uh, a background, gives you an experience, doesn't guarantee uh, anything because if you are doing a pen testing and the application is way secure, you is uh, you're gonna have a hard time finding something if you find uh, something. And forensics, yes, is a is a very interesting uh, area to to also you know take a look at. So, so you mentioned also that you um, did a lot of teaching. Um, how how does that play into your ability now to convince someone how how vulnerable something is when you have a finding? Because you you could have a company that says, "Oh, this finding it." It, it's not. It's not important. It's not vulner- We're not vulnerable um, because something else. H- how do you now then convince them how severe it really is if they okay. try to downplay it? Yeah. Okay. There are two uh, sides of this. Uh, first one, when you're teaching something, even you know, in in the formal, you know, formal way as a professor in a university, a formal education. Uh, and also, if you're dictating a course, uh, it, no matter if you already know or you have experience, you, you have to prepare. You have to prepare, okay, if I'm going to teach you uh, SQL injection, okay, I may know how SQL injection works, but I need to prepare. I need to practice, prepare, because when you're teaching someone, you have to be ready to answer all the questions your students may have. So... When you're teaching, you're learning as well. So teaching is not just teaching, but it's also uh, it's a learning, learning because you're preparing. And from your students, especially if if uh, if, uh, if they already have experience, you 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 can learn uh, a lot from everybody, uh, no matter if they are experienced or not. You can always learn things from 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 people. So in in, in the teaching part now in pen testing. Um, for example, when you find a vulnerability that doesn't look uh, really critical and looks mostly informational, I always recommend to patch it to take that consideration because, okay, one okay, one common uh, vulnerability that you find and even in, in some uh, bug bounty programs is not accepted, even accepted, is, for example, uh, one common, which is the server banner, server version disclosure, uh may not look critical, but what if uh, after uh, some months, after some time, uh, you know, uh, a vulnerability affecting that version is, is found? So if, it, if that banner is still exposed, 
what's going to happen? The risk increases and an attacker may succeed in, in you know, in, in, in attacking that, uh, that server with that vulnerable version. So that's one thing. And the other thing is, you know, the security practices, which uh, you have to, you know, to constantly be patching, updating the services uh, version. So I believe that all vulnerabilities have to be remediated, considered. Yes, I know that the critical ones have to be, you know, patched, you know, like has up, and the others may be, you know, doing like taking some more time, but they have to be also be taken under consideration. Okay, okay. Um, tell us about your experience now um, looking for roles. I know uh, in in Latin America, internationally, it's not always a, as as easy or um, it's different than in the U.S. Um, what are some of the things that you had to do as you looked for different roles, leaving a, a software developer role um, to try to get into the pen tester role or other roles that you tried to get? Yes. Uh, this is something like that really makes a difference because um, on LinkedIn, I have uh, I have connected with uh, with several people, mostly from uh, U.S. and Europe, and well, and Asia. And for example, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this uh, example. For example, people from the U.S. they are looking for jobs. They post that they make the job that they didn't make the job. Sometimes they feel frustrated, and you have all sides of the story. But they have something that maybe many of us would like to have, which is the the U.S. passport, the, the legal authorization to work, because that's really the biggest gatekeeper what we, you know, from other countries can have to get a job. But doesn't that, that shouldn't limit us to, you know, to do what we like. And, uh, and that's one thing, like, you cannot just apply for a job because you don't have the work authorization. Uh, and getting the work visa, for example, and H-1B visa, uh, to go, you know, to be legally authorized to work is not easy. There's a visa cap, uh, and even if if there might be a chance, well, you have to fulfill a company requirement. So that's why I had to to move uh, to take other other direction, and was more uh, you know focused on uh, freelancing consultancy. Uh, it's not impossible, but it's uh, way more difficult to to have that uh, job, uh, you know, to get an actual job. But doing consultancy, freelance, bug bounty, if you, if you, if you do it well, you, you may not have to worry, but it's, uh, we have to do, to, you know, to take uh, uh, different steps to, you know, take another approach in order to succeed in this, uh, in this field. Um, that's one thing. And, 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 and this happens with cybersecurity in other areas is more flexible. For example, uh, software development. There's, there are a lot of companies that they 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 want they need uh, software developers, uh, you know, to get in projects. So that's uh, that you have more options. So so that's why uh, you know the pattern we have to follow is different than the usual pattern that I see on LinkedIn. People, you know, doing internships, uh, getting the A plus, the security plus. Uh, Volunteering, well, volunteering is always, always uh, good to do. Uh, well, I forgot to mention, but uh, last uh, August, September, I joined. Well, we are in the InfoSec Live uh, community where we we 
we help the community with what we can, uh, um, mentoring, you know, sharing resources and things, and that's uh, that's something good. All counts, and um, but we we have uh, we are now we are in different situations, so that's uh, you know more or less what I can tell people that are uh, you know the people that are listening to to us, to the people from Europe, US, you know, to let them know how things are for us, and to my uh, you know, people from our countries, Latin America, how you can do. But each one of us uh, have our own path, so we don't need to have a we don't have a predefined path. We have to make our own path, and everybody has a different situation. In my case, I came from an IT background of several years. Some more people less experience in IT. Some people that are coming from other areas, sales, uh, you know. And, and and different backgrounds, so they have to you know to uh, customize to their background in order to succeed if, if, uh, in, in their in their purposes. So what it sounds like is that the roles that are available locally um, in, in your in your country um, aren't as much as say in the U.S. Yes, exactly. Um, there are there are not many roles. The roles um, you know, in, in cybersecurity you see it um, mostly in the in the public sector with the public companies, government related. And well, in my case, not, I am not interested in working with my country's government. I I wanna I wanna go in a different direction. Uh, banking, the banking system, they are they always. Uh, have to follow security practices, and they uh, and they they have some roles in you know related to cybersecurity. But other um, companies, especially private companies, they don't have that much. So yes, that's a, a, an opportunity for for professionals from my from other countries to try to to create a. I know if I'm saying the, in the most appropriate way, but to create a cybersecurity local market or something like that. Yeah. So yes, that's something else that people can do if they want to do it. Uh, my intention has been to work um, freelancing uh, in pen testing. Um, I want to work from home. So that's why I haven't, you know, go and visit the companies, but that's my my own uh, direction that I want to I wanna follow. But each, each one of uh, the person, the people, they, they must have their, their, their goals that they want to achieve. So uh, how people will break into cybersecurity will differ, I'm, I could say, from person to person. Okay. Yeah, I love it. And I love how you're hacking the system um, by going the freelance route, um, recommending that route so that while there might not be local opportunities, you're still finding an opportunity via these freelance mechanisms. Um, in our in our last couple of minutes, if you had to sum sum up your advice into one piece of sage advice for someone following in your footsteps, uh, what would that be? Okay, my advice: well, follow your own path, create your own path. Don't try to imitate all people. Just each person is unique, and your path pro- will probably be unique. Uh, this might sound uh, disappointing, but it is trouble to get. Uh, to get into cybersecurity, you can do a turn and maybe wanna go into other uh, 
uh, areas of IT to get more experience, to get more acquainted, more familiar, and then maybe trying to to go, you know, uh, after more experience, going uh, another attempt, uh, doing another attempt to get into cybersecurity. Other things that you can do is okay if you're if you if you cannot get a job in cybersecurity, but in software engineering get the security mindset and start applying security practices so you can already get uh, experience. So IT is big. If cybersecurity is a big field, you can imagine how uh, IT. So this might sound disappointing, but if you cannot make it into cyber, consider all the areas, even, you know, for a long term or just for, you know, for a short term after getting more experience and then trying to do cybersecurity. Uh, that's uh, up to you if you are like no cybersecurity is my 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 dream job and i want to keep trying keep trying that's up to you and that's that's okay that's your decision but keep in mind that it may be more difficult but that's yeah. uh that's up to it to every one of uh of the of the people I love I love your determination. Um, if you can't do it one time, come back and try again. Try again. Well, everyone, thank you very much. Uh, follow us on LinkedIn. If you are following us on YouTube right now, uh, hit that subscribe button and that notification so that the next time we come, you're you're here with us live. And then uh, share this with all your friends and family that are interested in IT or cybersecurity. That way, they can um, have a try at it as well. Thank you, everyone, for joining us, and have a great day. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Chris.